Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hey there, welcome today to episode 801. Ooh, we're in the 800s. 801 of your Ultimate Life. Uh, and it's going to be an interesting one. Today is going to be called the, the COVID Chronicles. And it isn't because you don't know everything about there is to know about COVID, because of course you do. But what we're going to talk about is my experience with it, because up until now, I had not had uh, anything to do with coronavirus. We were really careful. And uh, it's interesting. Many of you listening may have already had it. In fact, it's interesting. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they said they were fully vaccinated. And they'd had it three different times. So th- I want you to think about this. And I want you to think about it in the context of creating a life that you want, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. Now, before I get into the story, I want to issue you an invitation, two invitations. Number one, there's a URL on the screen, www.ultimatelifechallenge. Now, if you are living, it's September, school started We're just barely in a new school year and some other things start now, but mostly school, right, in September. And if you think about your life and you're not living it the way you want, you're not happy every day, you might ask yourself, why not? Why not? Because we, most of the time when I ask that and people say they're not or they're not very or sometimes and some of that stuff, they're always pointing at outside things. They don't have enough money or time or they're sick or got COVID, you know, or whatever it is, right? And so they're pointing at some externality about why they're not happy. I want to offer you an invitation and an alternative, a possibility. What if it were true? What if? What if it were true that you could be happy all the time? What if you could be happy right now? I'm, I'm happy. I feel good. I'm happy because I choose to be happy. Now that you might think that's kind of silly and Pollyanna because I just said I have coronavirus, but I'm happy anyway. So your first invitation is just to consider this. Are you happy? And if you're not, or you're not completely happy or fully happy, what is in the way? Like what is preventing you from really experiencing the kind of happiness that you deserve? Like we were created to be happy. And my experience now is that you can be happy all the time, even when things don't go your way. Now that comes with all the caveats. No, of course, things aren't going to be like you want. I didn't desire to have this coronavirus. But anyway, we won't go into a big explanation about that. But your invitation is to look at this URL, www.ultimatelifechallenge.com. Because that is a, it's free. There is a little VIP upsell if you want, but it's free. It's a five-day challenge that we're going to hold in a few weeks to help everyone that attends 
create the ability to be happy. Uh, we call it the Clarity, Confidence, and Cash Accelerator Challenge. Clarity, obviously, is understanding exactly what to do. And that might be in a lot of areas. You might need to understand what to do to be happy. You might need to understand what to do to make more money. You might need to understand what to do to get a little bit more healthy. Or, But mostly it is internal work. Because nothing changed on the outside when I decided to be happy, except, and here's the interesting thing, things looked nicer. Things appeared more joyful and more fun. Struggles, things that were previously struggles, seemed less problematic. They seemed less uh, negative, right? I got an email today from a good friend of mine who's a coach, mental toughness coach. And he sends out an email every day or nearly every day, sometimes two. And I love them, but this one particularly talked about how silly it, silly it is to manage stress. Why? Because you invented it in the first place. You don't have to have any stress at all. Stress is what he calls a low-grade interpretation of reality. Now, let's go down that road for a minute, and then we'll get, get back to the topic of COVID and what I want to talk about today. Anytime something's going on around me and I interpret it as a problem, negative, somebody else should have done something, this shouldn't have happened, sorry this happened, oh, I'm hurt. If I choose to interpret it that way, then I have stress. Oh, I'm going to miss this. What about that? Et cetera, et cetera. Now, I'll give you a perfect example, and this goes into corona, because tomorrow is my mother's 90th birthday, and I'm supposed to be today in Wyoming. Star Valley, Wyoming, and I wanted to be there. I intended to be there. And when we came down with coronavirus a week ago, or realized a week or so ago that we had it, we couldn't go. Because she's turning 90 and all my brothers and sisters are there and several of them are older than me and they're all in their 60s and 70s. And, you know, waltzing in there with sickness like this would be really rude and really stupid. And it would be sad for me to travel this way too. Difficult, it's been tiring. So. That happened, yet I'm not unhappy at all. I'm missing my brothers and sisters. I wish I could see them. I'm missing my mom. I've been trying to get down there for a year. And the difficulty has been really simple. Our circumstance right now is we're taking care of my wife's mother, and she's 92. She just turned 92 a couple of days ago, on September 1st, actually. And so we don't have the ability to travel and do some of the things we wanted to do. So those externalities could make me unhappy or it could be stressful. Instead, I'm happy. I'm happy. I know there'll be easy ways to fix that tomorrow during the celebration. I'll be able to join for part of the time. There'll be a Zoom ability or Google Meet or something. I'll be able to say hello to everybody, look my mom in the eyes, tell her I love her, wish her happy birthday, that she made it 90 years and all the rest. So it's not a problem. But that's just an interpretation because I've been wanting to do it and I could interpret it as a huge disappointment. I could choose to think my brothers and sisters are going to be mad at me or she will be or somebody, all that stuff, but I choose differently. Okay, so that's just a real life personal example. Now, www.ultimatelifechallenge.com is just one tool that I have to offer people information and process to learn how to choose to be happy all the time and how to find, and here's the magic, how to find your greatest gift. I, I talk to so many people and they say, I don't know what to do. 
You know, I have a job, but I'm not fulfilled. And my life is just not making me happy. And they say that a lot of them. And I don't know what to do about it. And I don't have any, ooh, guess what? Clarity, ooh, clarity. Now that fire in the background, that's very clear. That's a beautiful phoenix rising from the ashes. If you're watching the video, and I hope you are. The video of the phoenix rising from the ashes is a symbol of my own life, my own transformation. So that gets to the second invitation that I wanted. First invitation is if you're not thrilled, if you're not happy with your life, if you're not making all the money you want, if your health isn't where you want, if you're not happy every day, like you wake up happy and you're living happy, if you're not happy, then go to that challenge. That's an invitation for you because we'll work on that. Clarity, confidence, and cash. Because those three are three of the real key ingredients. Clarity about what to do, clarity about how to think, clarity about how to change things, confidence that you have the ability to do it, that you can learn to do things a little differently or a lot differently, and at the same time, do the magic thing everybody wants to do, which is create cash doing what they want to do. Do you right now create cash doing what you want? I don't know, but if you don't, you can. In fact, the most valuable thing you can offer me is what you want to be doing. People don't understand that, and so they don't do it, and they don't believe it, and they don't try it. So that's, that, that's the uh, invitation there. The second invitation is this. This Ultimate Life podcast, now we're starting episode 801 today. 801, I, I'm going to really focus for the next 100 or so episodes on transformation, changes, because what I see over and over again as a coach is people come or they don't. I just talk to people and they're frustrated or feel helpless, excuse me, or hopeless about their lives. And then I talk to others who have felt that way in the past and they've gone through some change, some transformation. Now, a real easy way to think about that is you're sick and you got well. That's a transformation. What did you do? Well, you did several things. You probably looked after your body. You might have gotten extra rest. You might have gone to the doctor to get some medication. You might have taken some over-the-counter stuff. You might have slept extra. But you took some action to create the transformation of healing. Now, most people have emotional baggage. I had a ton of it. Emotional baggage, which weighs on you which drags you down, which makes you feel like you're not good enough, that you, you can't do stuff as good as other people. You're not designed to be successful. Well, wouldn't you like to have a transformation, a liberation event, I call those? There's five steps to the liberation event. And if you want to know what that is, that's in a book called The Book of Context. The Book of Context. And context is that interpretation that we have all around us, right? About what stuff is and what it means and why and all the rest. Well, your interpretation is great. It's your interpretation, but it's also very limiting because based on our interpretations, we believe we can or can't do things, right? Interpretations of current events always comes from past experience. Let's think about driving a car with just the rear view mirror. Well, you're going to wreck all the time. Why? Because you're looking only at the past. Living in the context that comes from only the past is exactly the same. You're going to have um, a tenth of the possibilities in your life that you could have. Why would you settle for that? 
So here's what my invitation is. I am looking, actively looking for guests with stories of transformation. If you have a story in your life or you know someone who has changed, significant change where I was this way, now I'm that way. I used to believe this, now I believe that. I used to be limited by my own beliefs. I got in my own way a lot. You know, you hear that phrase in PD, personal development, right? And now I've changed. Now I'm aware and focused. I'm here, I'm present. I realize I have control over my life and I get to choose, guess what? Being happy, ultimate life, purpose, prosperity, and joy. I get to choose that. Now I'm looking for guests. Why? Not because I don't can't find them. I'm on several matching, you know, podcast platforms and stuff like that. So there's lots of people that can come. But I want you, if you have a story, if you have been yearning, tell a story about how something changed for you. Or if you know someone who has a story. Now, give me some example of some of the people that I have had. I had a kid who was 21. I call him a kid because I got kids that are twice that old. And he grew up in very difficult circumstances, nine people in a two-room apartment and, you know, all that sort of stuff in the projects. And now he's an advocate and he's barely 21 for kids that were grow- are growing up in his same circumstance because he had a guess what? Ooh, transformation. I just talked to somebody the other day who was talking about their own transformation and the way they described it was, you know, I used to live limited by this and that belief and I was unhappy. And then I went on a journey. I went on a personal development trip. I thought, you know, it's not good enough to just stay like this. And they went and they did the work. It's like we talked about getting better and they created a transformation in their own life. And now they're living happy. And you know what always comes with that? A yearning, a desire to add good to the world to do something positive, to lift, to love, to bless, to give back. Those are the words that I hear. Oh, I love giving back. I talked to a guy I I met on Lunch Club the other day, and that was his big word. He said it over and over again. Oh, I'm in in this mentoring group and that one. Why? Because I just love to give back. I've had good stuff happen, and I want to give back, give back, give back. Well, you know what? You're built like that, and it's wonderful if you feel like that. It's also wonderful if you haven't had the transformation you want yet. Transformation is a buzzword, right? It's a cliche, but it just means change. It just means a significant change that you did on purpose, usually. You did it on purpose so that you can have a more joyful, productive, powerful, contributing life. Now, let's talk about things that happen not on purpose. I'm going to talk now about this coronavirus. So this is the Coronavirus Chronicles, part one. Two weeks ago yesterday, I went to a 50-year class reunion. There were 100 and, I don't know, 50 or 60 or 70 people there. Prior to that time, I had had five vaccinations, all the regular ones, and then the bivalent one every six months, everything I was supposed to do, done it all. I had been really careful about... Uh, crowds and all that stuff. I'd done all the things I was supposed to do. Then I went to this party and it's, I think, I thought about it afterwards. My wife and I went and it's weird because after, you know, I'm thinking about it, that's like the first time in three and a half years that I'd been in a room with that many people that close together. 
Wow. I didn't think about it, right? Nobody was obviously ill or anything like that, and they probably wouldn't have come. But anyway, so I don't know for sure. Sunday, uh, we flew home from, it was in California. Sunday, we flew home. Uh, Monday, we took off early with the whole family and drove over to Vancouver Island. We spent a week, a little more, over there having fun. But you know what? About the middle of the week, Thursday, Friday, started feeling a little funny. Saturday, I had to spend the most day, most of the day in bed, and that was the day was our last full day to go play because Sunday we were going to leave and start a two-day drive home. So I didn't think about it, but I said, oh, I'm tired. So I slept, went to bed, missed the festivities that day. And turns out Joy wasn't feeling all that good either. Okay, so then we did a two-day drive home, Sunday, Monday. And Monday, of course, was Labor Day. And the drive wasn't a lot of fun. We made it home. And I just figured, you know, I didn't think about COVID. I just figured, well, I got a little cold, whatever. Anyway, so Joy started thinking, you know, she lost her sense of smell. And I don't know about you, but I don't didn't remember that. That's one of the big telltale things. Anyway, we have several of these uh, homegrown COVID tests around. And so she took one and sure enough, positive. She brought me one positive. She took one to our Ukrainian uh, mother, positive. Grandma, who's 92, positive, all of us. Wow. So we avoided it for three and a half years doing all the things. And then we have Corona. Now, I have heard that because if you do all the vaccinations and stuff, it's pretty mild. So I don't know. I've never had it before. It's funny because I talked to somebody and they said, oh, yeah, I got all the vaccinations and I've had it three times. I'm like, oh, yuck. Anyway, so the coronavirus chronicles is not a lament about having it. It's not uh, frustration or negativity. It is, first of all, amazement that I avoided it for three and a half years. Second of all, the it's two weeks ago yesterday that the party was, two weeks ago, one week ago yesterday that I spent the first day, not on all of it in bed, but, you know, slept a lot extra and so forth. And in every day since then, it's been kind of creepy and not feeling that good. And I called my doctor and canceled an appointment, did all the stuff you do, right? Canceled everything. And so I couldn't, because I didn't want to go anywhere, including this trip, which I'm supposed to be in Wyoming right now for the birthday party tomorrow. Now, it's been two weeks and today I feel pretty good. So it's been 10 days or so of not feeling that good. And some days were worse than others and slept quite a bit. So I'm nearly done. I suspect that I'll declare myself done about Tuesday or Wednesday. It'll be about two weeks, assuming I still don't feel bad. So what is the point of me telling you about Corona? Because it's like, so what? hundred zillion people have had it. Maybe you've had it once or twice. Here's the point. Unexpected things happen all the time. I'd missed it for three and a half years, wasn't even thinking about it, didn't even dawn on me that that was it until Joy said, you know, and we tested and sure enough. Okay, so here's what the reality was. The reality was it cost me several things that I was going to do. The reality was it affected my business. The reality was it affected my work. It affected a lot of stuff. The reality is it affected this family, really important family birthday. 
Those are the realities. And you know what else the reality is? The reality is I'm really happy today, joyful, excited, and happy because I just decided to be happy. Now, what is it that makes, one of, one of the things I see on my Facebook, um, not my profile, but my business page, Kellen Flukiger, personal achievement coach. And if you don't follow that, please do. Love to have, if you like the things that I share. But anyway, in my personal achievement coach page, one of the people that I follow regularly is Eckhart Tolle. And he's the guy about, you know, the power of now and being present and all the rest of it. And I love, I have one of one or two of his books sitting over here in my stack of books that I'm currently involved in, right? I always have 20 or 30 books in three or four stacks over there that I'm in the middle of. But recently in my Facebook feed, the business one, I've been seeing a lot of his stuff. And it was, it focuses on what it often focuses on, which is, being present now. So if I'm present right now, I'm sitting here in front of my camera. I'm talking to you. I am wishing, wanting, urging you to love yourself furiously. Choose to be happy. I'm feeling, oh, if I look into my body, I have just a slight headache. And um, today is not, you know, oh, I know I'm not quite over this yet. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the meeting, the the family virtually tomorrow and what else? Oh, I did a lot of stuff yesterday on a new song. Really excited. It's called, I will hold your heart. I can't wait. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait to share it with you. So here's the question for you. I used Corona virus as an example to illustrate a point. Now, if you think back three and a half years, in fact, do that with me. I remember in February and then March, mostly of 2020, when lockdowns first happened, gas prices cut in half. Nobody was going anywhere. I remember when Joy and I went out for a ride. Streets were empty. I mean, empty. Gas prices, like I said, were half. I remember reading the stories of skies being clear in uh, different places. India was one I remember, but several places where they'd usually been smoggy because factories were shut down and all this stuff worldwide. It was as if we got a chance to take a breath. And people talked about that breath. Wow, we're just taking a breath. Nature's taking a breath. Uh, my church, we shut down and had virtual meetings for no meetings for a while, and then went to virtual meetings. And our sanctuary, the temple, uh, shut down. And, and you know, and now as the days and weeks and months have gone on, and now three and a half years, I wonder how much of that pause has been forgotten. I wonder how much of that gift has been, well, that was a nice thing that happened then, and now da-da-da. Now we're dealing with the aftermath. I saw a television clip, a couple of them the other day, about how far behind kids are months in schooling because of this COVID pause and absenteeism and everything, and some kids just don't want to go back to school. And 
Some parents don't want to go through the hassle. And so it caused a significant change. That looks to me like it's for the worse. One of the statistics I saw was 20% proficiency in regular math tests and or 18%, 20% in English. Uh, that's terrifying. And I don't know if it's accurate or anything else, but I just know the idea that only one person, one kid in five in high school can read up to grade level is terrifying because they're going to be running the country soon. And I'm not gonna launch on a thing about education, although I think it's really important. What I am gonna launch on is for you to think about this. I'm using coronavirus as an example. That event inserted in our lives, it caused people the great resignation and people to quit going back to the office. It caused building patterns in downtown cities to change. The high rise, big office buildings have slowed and in some cases been canceled because the idea of everybody gathering in one place to go to work is different now. The ability to do everything virtually has gone way up. Before it started, people didn't even know who Zoom was or what Zoom was. I was using it for years. Then it exploded and then there were people teaching classes on it. I remember seeing those on LinkedIn. We'll come in and teach your company how to Zoom. All right, so those events stick themselves in our lives. One of the apparent outcomes is this disaster with education. One of the good outcomes is the mainstreaming of remote work. I remember even as an executive with the idea that remote work, I just assumed people were gonna stay home and screw off. And that was not true, but it was kind of the, what was in the air at the time. Now there's some information that says they're more productive, saving commute time and you know being able to do things when they want to around their own schedule and that, used to be a euphemism for me to be lazy, but it's not. I do all kinds of work and I've been working from home self-employed for years. So here's the question for you. Back to your ultimate life and back to Corona Chronicles. And in, a, in another, another few days, I'm going to do another conversation about it on the other side when I'm completely healthy and tell you how, how that all went and then make some comparisons about that too three things to think about. One, are you happy? If you're not, are you going to do something about it right now? Your ultimate life or ultimate life challenge, www.ultimatelifechallenge.com is a place you can go to get started if you want to. Another thing is to realize that you can be happy today if you choose it. Happiness is a choice, not dependent on external outcomes. The third thing we've been talking about under the guise of Corona, you know, the language of Corona is that externalities happen to us. It happened to us as a world with the coronavirus. And I understand all the, you know, conspiracy and all the rest of the theories. I've heard all that stuff too, but we're not talking about that right now. It did what it did. It's affected our education. It's affected how we work. It's affected our use of digital devices like the stuff I'm doing right now. All of those things were affected. Jobs were affected. The economy's affected. We're never going to know the truth in closed countries like North Korea and China and others about how many people were ill and died and all of the rest. We're never going to know that. What we do know is it has changed things forever. What it hasn't changed is your ability to be happy or mine. It doesn't matter what happens on the outside. It really doesn't. 
Now, and then the last invitation I gave you was transformation stories. If you have a message, if you want to tell a story, if you have something you believe will help others in terms of something that happened in your life, how you viewed it, how you made, took action around it, how you made um, some responsible choices and created something better out of it. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you because I'd love to share your story. Those stories of transformation are really powerful. They're necessary. They're good. They bless people's lives and they resonate with so many people. Now, you're not going to resonate with everyone. Who cares? If you help 10 people, my road to 50 million is coming to a close. Five, five more weeks. Wow. Then I'm going to start a new year and a new goal. That is going to be epic. I've got books coming, all kinds of new stuff, starting my new year, October 14th. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. I invite you to take responsibility for your life. Throw off excuses. Throw off the externalities. Get the help you need. You know, reach out to me if you'd like help. Or, but no more, you know, abdication. No more giving up. No more giving in. Take control of your life right here, right now. Why? Because you can't. Because happiness, even in the midst of all this turmoil, is available to you right here, right now. And you can create your ultimate life. Open your heart in this time around. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet on the ground.